episode one of Hardcore on Tour, Stories from the Van. I am your host, Brian W. Fleming. I am the vocalist and drummer of Rigtime, who has the opportunity to tour across the country and meet all sorts of cool people. And the premise of this podcast is to just get up close and personal with whoever I run into on the road. And today my guest is Kevin from Albert the Cannibal out of California. Hello, Kevin. Hello. So, uh, like I said, the, the the idea of this podcast, as I was telling you before we started, too, is just to... You just... <laughs> <laughs> Crap! So, so Kevin just bashed his fucking elbow on the door. Goddamn window! <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, again, as the name suggests, Stories from the Van, we are literally in the Rigtime Van right now. We're on location in Osgood, Indiana. This is a nicer van than your other one, by the way. Thank you. We actually just upgraded this um, back in November. So we went from a 95 to a 2004. So it's kind of like going from like a a Model T to a flying car. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. (laughs) But uh, the old one was awesome. It still was awesome. Actually, our friends bought it, uh, Misadventures, and they're going to be taking it on tour. And I kind of miss that van. But at the same time, we just wanted to get something a little bit bigger. So I think that's our next step, too. Bigger van. What is your van? Uh, just a 12-passenger Chevy Express. What year? 2000, I think. 2000. We, uh, and we've replaced everything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, how our, that's how the Strawberry Machine was. That's our old van. Um, is It looks old and it looks kind of junky, but we took care of it a lot, a yeah, lot, a lot. That's us, too. Which you, you can see that it's got like a skirt on it because we bought it from a, a mariachi band. So they like Mexican. <laughs> they, like, yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing like speaking of band stuff and, and touring and everything is like uh i feel like bands don't fix their vans enough before tours yeah uh, so, i've noticed i've noticed <laughs> i feel like bands book tours and then they go well let's just hop in the van and go and then not fix it uh, until it happens yeah so in your case of all the, the shit that you fixed was that your case or um, did you like so, we had a tour, was it January of 2018, I think? And every time we got the oil change, they were like, hey, this is wrong with your van. You should probably fix it since you're on the road. $300. Got to change the oil again. Hey, this is wrong with your van. You should probably fix it. Another $300. <laughs> Happened three times on that tour. Jesus. And then this, the beginning of this tour, we had changed out the battery, did all the, all the checkups and all that stuff, you know? And we drive to San Diego to pick up our vocalist, and two days later we go to start the van. Not starting over. Take it to a shop. Our computer's dead. Fuck. That's a nine hundred dollar fix. <laughs> but usually we try we try to be pretty good on the whole. Yeah. At least getting making sure it's tuned up and. I'm I'm really lucky that my mom's husband is is a really good mechanic and he can like take a car apart and put it right back together. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. none of us like it's are. just Legos. Yeah. None of us are fucking <laughs> well car savvy at all. That's the funny thing too, is that I was not until I started touring. So I ask him constantly questions on how to do it. And most of our stuff I fix myself or else he'll help me and kind of teach me and you know, but, uh, the last or the first time we actually toured, um, over to California, our van broke down on the side of the road. We, we, we just got out of the mountains. Uh, like, is it like, like by Tahoe or something? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And we were, and I remember it was like really cold and there was like snow, like up over the rest area where we slept. Jeez. It was like 20 degrees. 
and this is in May or something, and we start going down this hill, and the van just goes like, Chug! and I'm like, oh shit, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I have nothing. What, uh, what's happening here? So we tried, uh, we, we tried like starting, you know, like doing all these different things, and it wasn't working, so I called my mom's husband, and I said, this is what it did, this is what it's doing, and he goes, okay, did check this, 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 there's only this or this option. So he's like, knowledge, you got enough knowledge that he can just pinpoint that. And he was right. And we ended up, uh, uh, it was me and our old basis. We ran a mile and a half down the highway because they had like those like separators where you can't like jump over the fence or whatever. So we had to run down the highway and into town and we got the part from like an auto zone or something. <laughs> and then when we got there, they were like, you guys walked here. You could have just called us. We'll pick you up. I'm like what the hell I didn't know that was an option so yeah. they go and they go and drop us back off at the van we're sitting on the side of the highway we were stuck there for like three hours and I got I carry tools and everything and I started you know so I had the, the dog house off and was taking you know fixing stuff and or trying to fix stuff and and it didn't work still so then I called them back and then they brought another part in and then we popped it was like the distributor cap which is just like this little thing you like pop on and spins around or whatever and uh yeah, we did that, and all of a sudden it worked perfectly fine, and then we still made it to the show. So, like, I uh, I couldn't do it by myself, but the fact that there's a resource there who can tell me it's this or this, you know, I can I can at least figure it out and make it work. Yeah, we don't have any of those resources. Our friend Cody, his dad works on Chevys, and he's like, anytime you come to Ohio, I'll take a look at it, but it's like often to become from Ohio yeah. or from yeah. California, exactly. you know what I mean? Like there's, there's like a couple of hills in the way that get us from getting over to Ohio yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like he lives in Toledo, Ohio, so that's right there on the border. So it's not too bad over there, but mm -hmm. yeah. How many times have you been out east now? Twice? This is our second time. Second yeah. time? Yeah. Because the other time was last year, yeah, around this when time. Because yeah, we played guys, here, yeah. yeah. So yeah, because we met last year last year in may mm -hmm. I think it, it was, was like it was the beginning of may yeah I actually just got on my snapchat mm -hmm. the notif or the memory thing like like two weeks ago nice of us playing at q's those were those were two really good shows too because that was yeah it was so good same place we are tonight in osgood and then we played at q's the, the next, next night day. yeah in uh cincinnati uh q's dungeon by the way i suppose i mentioned but um because that was us you guys, one five six silence. Odium. Yeah, and then candle candle burns white. Candle burns white was here, and then was maybe cold case on there? or no? They were odium. Duh. Yeah, yeah, odium. Yeah, and then rest in peace, cold case. Yeah, and then the next day, we're at Q's, and it was pretty much the same show, just without one five six. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they never mind. They did the day before us with uh, in Illinois. Yeah. We played a show in uh, Naperville. James McHenry booked that. That was that was a good show too, but yeah, I remember that was actually a pretty good run. It was only like four days, but it felt like so long because there were so many friends. <laughs> like all of our shows were just stacked with like friends. So Dude, that's how and Dead Culture. That's right, oh, Dead, Dead Culture. Culture yeah, that's right. That was their. That, I think that was technically their first tour. They had a bunch of dates drop, and then um, they were they, they didn't play Q's though, did they? They only played this I one. I think I don't think they played Q's. I think they only played here. But I know they played with us in our hometown, and they played with us on the Illinois show. But that was, yeah, like their first tour or yeah. something. They hopped and on a few of our dates. Now they're blowing up. Yeah, now they're just like on the road every every month, which is cool. So That's awesome. Lucky guys. <laughs> like, uh, 
how often how much have you like toured the west coast in general like um we well, i think this is like our 10th tour in the past two years mm -hmm. as albert or just as, as albert yeah. yeah and uh all of them been west coast tours except the t last year and this one do you go up to like pacific northwest and yeah, stuff too yeah we always go up and then come down like you know in like uh Montana, Idaho, mm -hmm. or Wyoming, Colorado areas. We we've toured that area so many times. Yeah, our our Washington shows because we just played there for the first time in uh, April, and they were actually really cool. Where'd you guys play? At? We played in Yakima. I haven't played there. We yet. did a house show there, and uh, it was it was really cool. It was like a barbecue slash kind of like house show like type uh, of thing and stuff. And if you uh, it's actually like a a model home or a trailer or something really? like that. It was really small. So. That's cool though. We always play in Everett, Washington, which mm -hmm. is about 30, 40 minutes from Seattle. Okay. And, like, the actual Seattle scene will go over there and play. We oh, play this cool. called Tony's V's Garage. Mm -hmm. It's so rad. So rad. That's, like, we have the biggest pop there, I think. Nice. And when we went after Yakima, we did Bremerton and Tacoma, and those were both two. Did you play the Charleston? Yeah, the Charleston. That place is rad, like isn't it? Like, the old, dude, it was wild. Cause like, it's like I walked in, yeah, it's like an old theater and yeah. all the seats and, and you have to like walk up these really scary stairs to get to where the soundboard is. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I pop my head up, like I, I go up there and I just pop my head and the sound guy's there. I'm like, can I come up and take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, come on up. And then he just starts ran, running off like about like, uh, all the sound equipment he has to me and just like, yeah, I have this ton of board and this kind of speakers. And it was funny cause I never mentioned to him that I actually know what he's talking about, but he just started telling me about his entire setup. That's <laughs> like, And Yeah. He was, he was super cool. That was a really cool show. And then yeah, Tacoma we, at real art. If you've never played, played Tacoma there. either. That was a cool venue. But we played Bremerton at the Charleston a couple times. Mm -hmm. And then we've played, like I said, ever, those are two spots in Washington that we've always played. But yeah, we've done the West coast at least seven times at least yeah it's twice for us like we've we've i think rig time total has done 19 tours now it's Man. somewhere up there i, I lose i know track, the but... first time i heard about you guys is one of the local uh, our local friends serpent's mm -hmm. was touring with you guys oh, serpent's yeah. yeah i think they were yep. jumping on a few they, days with you they guys. were supposed to do five days with us and it ended up only being like two or three because because their van, van problems <laughs> yeah because <laughs> see how we go full circle here with the van <laughs> well that that story from what i understand is they actually took it to get fixed but they took it to pet boys oh and we'll stop there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, no. That's I, who, by the way, that's who uh, gave us the three hundred dollars. Oh, you need to fix this oh, every time too. So no, I do. I love Serpent's Tongue. Like I really. They actually love, are getting they, ready to come out the new record. Yeah, yeah, I'm so stoked. And uh, Dakota was wearing a rig time shirt in the video. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he, he. I haven't watched he, the video yet because I saw it and I was like, that was the. We put out a, um, when we put out War on Inner Strength just through the Inner Strength pre-order. Uh, we had a special shirt design, so like that's only where it was ever like sold and stuff, and oh, that's, that's the tight. shirt he had. So it was even cooler because it was like he actually pre-ordered and like yeah, to yeah, get yeah. that shirt. So that's yeah, I, I made a comment, and he's like, "I was hoping you'd see that." <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. On that new music, so I don't even know who's in that band anymore. I don't either, but I don't care as long as it sounds the same. Yeah, it's I, so awesome. I know that. I don't know if they're touring anymore, but I know they're still writing. Yeah, I tell them all the time. I'm like. Can you get your shit together and tour with me? Cause like I need to like see see those songs from <laughs> like their last record like live again. So. I haven't even seen any of those kids around. Hmm. 
the shows or anything. I, I've seen Dakota every once in a while because I work at I when I'm home I I bar back at a bar mm-hmm. and he comes in every once in a while and mm-hmm. I see him there. But that's about it. And I see Bear because the guy that taught Bear to tattoo actually works with me at oh. a tattoo shop that I work at also. So I see Bear every once in a great while too. But that's it. Speaking of where you live, you live in Bakersfield, so we have to talk about corn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to talk about like I don't know, just like growing up for me. I used to watch like the corn documentary, the Who Then Now, and do yes, and stuff like that's that. That's such a good one. On repeat, like literally, I quote that stuff still because that was so important to me when I was younger. I mean, it's still important to me. I just don't watch it. <laughs> I ain't got time anymore. But uh, like, um, so just the fact that you're from Bakersfield makes you extra cool to me. It's like, so is, is that is there like a like a mentality in Bakersfield of people following in corn's footsteps do you think bands have ever ever tried to just keep doing corn like when you were um, growing up or even now like only does Dima. anyone care just only a Dima. A Dima. <laughs> but other than that i don't think anybody really cares in bakersfield yeah. dude like i do do you think like even in like the 90s early 2000s anyone was trying to kind of ride and in, in their yeah, footsteps because probably back then who else I'm, is from bakersfield like that's big enough besides country music there's like Merle Haggard and Buck Owens. Oh, they're from Big Bill? Yeah. So, but I can hear that in your your guys' stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear a lot of Yeah. A lot of country influences. <laughs> which is funny because I actually listen to a lot of country. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't think there's really much uh corn influences there anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe like like you said in the early nineties or mid nineties to early two thousands, but yeah. now I uh, I don't a lot of people don't like corn over there. I think they're just kinda That's doing weird. the whole they made it out, we didn't, so they're, like, kind of oh, yeah. upset about it, you know what I mean? All the washed-up musicians that work at Guitar Center and whatnot. Usually about every other show, somebody says, like, you guys remind me of, like, if Corn was hardcore band, and I'm like, thank you. That's that's actually... <laughs> like, I will take that. That's so. actually, uh... Old Corn. When yes. I first met Q at this show last year, <laughs> he's like, you're about to play... Because he knew, he he saw me, a picture of me, I used to have dreadlocks, and everybody used to say I look like Jonathan Davis, yeah. and I had my dreads. And he goes, hey, you used to look like Jonathan Davis, and you're about to play with the band that sounds just like Corn. And I was like, it's tight. So, it's so funny because he gets so so dramatic and exaggerates that we sound like yeah. like he just makes it sound like we literally sound like Corn, and like we just have groovy fucking riffs and shit like that and seven string, you know. But there's definitely that influence there. So yeah, that's our. We have a lot of like the whole like new metal. Yeah. influence too like we are especially our new stuff that we're writing right now has a lot of new metal parts in it you guys just have like an interesting take on i mean i don't know would you would you call your stuff you have out now deathcore really or nah, i mean I, it can fall there but it's not it's yeah, not I like know, i can't man. stamp it as that but yeah, it's got it's, that i have no idea we just say we're metal <laughs> yeah and we just always say we're heavy yeah <laughs> somebody's asking me last night like what genre are you i said we say heavy yeah we just like no what genre I'm yeah like, like heavy <laughs> we us and Sermon Song both say, actually, we're just California heavy. We don't have a, yeah. you know, we don't have a genre. We just play what we want to play. And that makes sense, too, because, like, you know, if, if somebody says California heavy to me, then I think, like, oh, that shit's got to be hard then. Because, yeah. like, California has such a history of having every good band ever, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, California's known for it, but oh, I, th- I think the Midwest right now and... and uh, the southern states are blowing up right now with the... Yeah, Midwest has been doing really, really, really good yeah. with, with so many heavy bands and or just band, good bands in general. And then same with, like, Florida and, like, all the, like, mm-hmm. 
North and South yeah, Carolina like, and all that stuff. That's like huge. Florida prison, body snatcher, uh, traitors, traitors, uh, data remember. This came from there, I think. I think so, yeah. I know, like, even, like, Evergreen Terrace is from Jacksonville. Poison the Well, I think, is from Miami, you know, like, not not current yeah, bands, yeah, but, but, per se, but still bands that, yeah. you know, made a And then you got, impact. like, Remembering Never from back in the day. They were from Florida? Bishop, yeah. Nice. Dude, I haven't listened to Remembering Never since, like, way too long. <laughs> yeah. I actually just saw a picture. My friend posted he ran into Pete from Remembering Never not oh, too nice. long ago, and he posted a picture with him. He's looking old <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like with california too there it seems like you have a, just a never-ending flow of places to play and bands coming out and things to do but it's, then like in our town it's kind of hard <laughs> dude realistically like i don't know if it's just the style of music we're playing but it's been really hard for me to book like because i book all our tours there's only been out of all the tours we've done, I've only not booked two of them. That was both our East Coast tours. Mm-hmm. And I'm always having trouble booking Southern California. If I want to book, I have to book Northern California. Like, mm-hmm. Southern California is like, like I said, I don't know if it's just the style we play or what, but it's just really hard to... It's, it's, it's weird. Unless I go through, like, actual promotional companies to... And that's, like, ten strings of emails that I have to go through just yeah. to get a hold of somebody to say, tell me, oh, we're busy that day, can't yeah. do it. But... Other than that, like, bands are popping up out of everywhere in California. Just yeah. places And maybe to play. that's what's difficult, too, is that there's just there's so, so much many, yeah. stuff. And I feel like, uh, you know, like, you guys ever played Minneapolis, Minnesota? No. That's a hard town to book in for some reason. And I wonder if it's just because there's so much music from there. It has such a huge history of music, and there's so many good bands, and, and, they come in, and tours that always come in and out that I wonder if people are just kind of, you know, overwhelmed with with booking or something Maybe, like yeah. that but it's we live about two and a half hours from there and i've played florida uh and california more times than i've played wow minneapolis which is strange but um we're working on going up there again in a couple of months and we just played there for the first time in like a year and a half like a month ago or so but yeah it's a uh, it's it's strange being where we're from just because lacrosse is a small town like, well, not a small town. If it's a city, it has a ton of history. We have an amazing venue there um, that's been there since 91 called The Warehouse. Mm-hmm. The owner has, like, dedicated his entire life to keeping that place going, and anyone, everyone's played there. Um, it's kind of like the CBGBs of the Midwest type we, of thing. We have a place like that in Bakersfield, too, called Jerry's Pizza. Oh, that, so Jerry, I, I always see Jerry's Pizza yeah. on flyers. I didn't know what it was like. Yeah, it's like, I've been going to that, the first time I ever went to a show there, I was... 12 years old and oh, I'm nice. 32 now yeah so, first time I went to warehouse I was 15 and I was like this is the coolest place I've ever been yeah and I, I volunteered there since I was I don't know like I think for like eight years now or something right but uh that place has really kept the 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 DIY scene and everything you know and like a music scene going and like heavy music and stuff but the weird thing is is that we're, we have like 50,000 people in our town and people don't really tour from there mm-hmm. and we always thought that was just strange because we've had so many good bands but bands in wisconsin you know we got bands in milwaukee and stuff like that or like you have who 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 do it you know like expire is from milwaukee they used to that. tour all over the world and uh, cross me and um i think misery signals is from over there too 
pretty sure. I know they're from like the Midwest. I'm just not sure. Yeah, exactly somebody's where. from there. But yeah. band, bands like that, or if you remember Garbage from the yeah, '90s, yeah. Garbage is like <laughs> love Garbage. Three of them are from Madison. I didn't technically. know that. That's tight. Um, but yeah, like people just didn't don't haven't toured really. So we've been pushing hard, hard, hard. But I'm really stoked on the fact that this month. Um, we're on tour. Our friends in Neckrung and Misadventures are both going on tour. We have another local uh, ambient, like, uh, kind of noise, kind of like atmospheric artist who's going uh, named Tsunami. He's he's on tour right now, and uh, I think we have like another another band is just driving down to Kansas to go play a show, which is like ten hours from Jesus. us. Um, that's Solace Skin, and then um, I, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. But either way, it's just a fact that, like, it's cool that no one's done it. And all of a sudden, now everybody's going on the road. It's, like, really rad. So I'm hoping, like, people start paying attention to lacrosse in Wisconsin. And and we have, like, we have some really cool shows coming through. Like, we have Kubacon. We're playing with Kubacon in August. And then we have Distinguisher coming in July. We have 156 Silence and Transgression coming. We have DRI coming and like big DRI plays Bakersfield all the time really like at least two times a year where, are they from out west I don't even know where DRI is from maybe LA area maybe that I'm makes not, sense I'm not sure but I know they they play there like at least two times a year mm-hmm. and then yeah so like you know in California like just with that like you you have stuff all the time and the fact that we we get something like that is just like a treat but yeah Steve's been killing it lately with with bringing stuff in the warehouse and I just hope it keeps going and the music scene in Bakersfield's kind of fell off a little bit because Jerry's Pizza is still around, but the owner, his name was actual Jerry, mm-hmm. he sold the business mm-hmm. to another family, and they're they're still doing the the shows, but they're just not coming through as much because I don't know if the, it, I don't know if it's them or if it's just lack of promoters or you know what I mean. Um, I know me personally, I don't book there anymore because, um, just the money they're wanting to rent out the place compared to like our scene yeah it's not doable pretty yeah. much so I do I do a lot of house shows mm. but then like you know the bigger bands don't want to do house shows yeah. so it's, it's strange like, like we don't have a house scene in our town either really yeah it's it's the warehouse and then there's like mostly some bar venues like mm. cover bands play or um, there's this other venue that I'm not down with uh, I'll just leave it at that <laughs> just another venue I'm not down with so pretty much uh Warehouse is like the place to go, which is still cool. Um, it's just some some places have you know like Cincinnati. You can play Northside Yacht Club. You can play Thompson House upstairs or downstairs. You can play the Mock B. You can play Q's. You can play Legends. Um, you I've know, only played Q's and the Thompson House. Yeah, we've we've done. I remember the first time we played there. We played a taco restaurant and it was awesome, but then it closed. We played at a Chinese restaurant in Medford, Oregon. Nice. It's called King Waz. It is the coolest thing ever. That's sweet. <laughs> uh, we just recently played in Davenport, Iowa at an old McDonald's that got turned into like That's a bar tough. restaurant. Yeah. And I'm, I want to do like that one band didn't play in uh, the Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was tight. I want to know the story behind that. I, I want to know how they got that gig. <laughs> one of the weirdest places that we've ever played was a beauty salon last year which is actually in ohio in uh jackson ohio our friends in um uh this band forest wars they had a friend who owned a beauty salon and was like sure we can have a show here and they like moved like the the little spinny chairs that you get your hair cut on stuff moved all the side and we played right there 
there's all these mirrors and stuff. And well, we're playing at a tattoo shop place. tonight. Yeah, tattoo <laughs> shop tonight. So, have you ever played Prison Hill in Yuma, Arizona? Uh, we have not played Arizona yet. Our so, Arizona show is canceled. So, <laughs> I'd give you a contact for. Please Prison do, Hill. please uh, do. But uh, so Prison Hill in Yuma is a tourist attraction, and they legit just pull show up to in the middle of nowhere on this concrete slab, plug in a generator, put a, put a generator up, and you plug into the generator, and you just play outside. Dude, that's cool. It's just a pop-up show. It's so tight. That's sweet. We played there in August, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, we played there, actually, 156. Nice. And it was the raddest show ever. I want to go to Yuma, because there's lots of sand, from what I understand, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, well, that's just Arizona. Growing up in, in Wisconsin, like, having... Shit, there's my water bottle. Uh, <laughs> Having having lots of sand everywhere is just like going to Mars for me. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I personally don't like Arizona. I don't agree with going to places that get so hot it melts your trash can over. <laughs> but Wisconsin will do that if you give it the right day. It's funny because people think like some people think it's just always cold there. Like no, it gets like last year we had sixty below, but then we're gonna guarantee get over a hundred with humidity this uh. year. Gross. So it's it's really fucking hot and it's really fucking cold, and you got that middle ground for a little while that you that everyone's yeah, like, just, oh, we can live. Bakersfield goes from like 40, 30, 40 degrees, mm-hmm. and the next day it's a hundred. <laughs> There's no spring, no fall, it's winter <laughs> and summer. That's it. Overnight. What's a what's like one of your favorite scenes in the whole country to play? Um, like whereabouts? Yeah, I just mean like what's what's somewhere where every time you go there you're like this is awesome or just places that you honestly dude like Cincinnati's been the coolest. Yeah, the I think we is... both agree on that. So I think I have to put my foot down yeah. and say we can't say Cincinnati. <laughs> Damn it! Because <laughs> everyone who plays Cincinnati knows that. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, of course here, it's Cincinnati. Yeah, the kids here are insane. But like I was saying earlier, uh, probably Everett, Washington. Ever. They're they're pretty tight. And then um, it was a small show. On this tour that we just got off with Filth, mm-hmm. it was a small show, but the people that were there were rad as hell, and it was um, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. that which is kind of about where they're from, so I'm pretty sure that's why those yeah. kids, but those kids were rad. That's cool. And we the venue there was super rad, too. It's just like, it looks like an old bar, but there's just stickers plastered everywhere there's not one bit of wall showing because it's just all that's like uh seventh circle in denver have you played there Mm -mm. seventh circle music club every time we get a denver show it cancels on us like the day before we play that place was so rad like that i think we played denver once before we played at the uh, the moon room or something Mm -hmm. um but we did that with sky burial actually when we did a tour with them i love those guys but i know dude have you heard the new stuff yeah Mm -hmm. i haven't i talked to Sean, the drummer, mm-hmm. and he told me when we get back from this tour, he was going to send me over some stuff. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, hopefully the next couple days. I put a single for Choke, and he showed me a couple of little tidbits. I don't know if anyone else is allowed to know that, but he showed me tidbits. So. Yeah, he and said he's going to send me awesome. some shit when I get home, but we'll see. <laughs> it's, I love those dudes. I've been telling them for, like, two years now. Like, I, I constantly am like, can we go on tour together yet? Can we go on tour I together? I keep telling them the same thing. Like, <laughs> no, I love that, love that band. But, uh... I don't remember what the hell we were talking about now because I just got sidetracked. You're talking awesome about a show in, because I was telling you about that show in, uh, the, in Charlotte with all the stickers on the wall. Oh, oh, in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we played Denver, and then um, when we just played Seventh Circle Music Collective, 
that place was literally, like you're saying, stickers everywhere. There's a house and a garage, and like the inside and outside of everything was completely covered in stickers. That's and I, crazy. I, like you can go to a ton of venues in this this country and you'll find rig time stickers because I'm like the like I go ooh I could put stickers up ooh I could put stickers up. When we have stickers, we're the same. Yeah, I plaster them <laughs> everywhere. So at Seven Circle, I was overwhelmed. I was like, oh my god, where do I? Oh, there's there's more than one wall. There's like third like thirty thousand walls here. Like what do I what do I put all these? Stickers? Like, I mean, legit. Like there's even stickers inside the toilets. That's how many stickers yeah. are in this place. It's wild. Do you have a sticker? placing preference that's because i do i'm weird like when you when you, when you go to put up a sticker somewhere do you have a like a, I a general i try like, to keep it eye level eye level eye level but a lot of times i think that's everyone's mm-hmm. get up so well some people are like crazy and they go and step they put them up on like the ceiling and stuff like that yeah other than like the eye level thing i think realistically it's just wherever there's an open spot that i know people will see it. yeah i always try and do like i'll put it uh, buy a toilet where you'll probably stare if you're standing there like, taking a piss or whatever. <laughs> uh, we had a, a vocalist fill in for us, and that was his get up too. Nice. He'd always want to put it in, like, like right there by like where the handle flushes, or like yeah. if you're on the urinal, like the very top of the urinal. Like I, th- I think I used to think of it from an advertising perspective was like, where are you going to get the most zoning out of yeah. this person's eyes, <laughs> like. But then again, I mean, maybe everyone just, you know, goes and, like, looks around while they're <laughs> looking at stickers while they're peeing. But yeah. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Rebecca ever seems to get up the, the women's restrooms when they're, they're separated or not, but I always end up getting the men's restrooms and stuff, so. Yeah, we, when we had stickers, I mean, but our stickers are, like, four by four stickers, so it's, like, really hard to miss. Mm-hmm. But we plastered those everywhere on the West Coast. I always try and keep them little. That, as, as that'll be as our, can and, that'll be our next setup. That, these were just cheap, like. It was like cost us a hundred dollars for like a thousand something stickers oh. and like, you know what I mean? It yeah, and for that big, yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's so, a good price. It was just, like, let's do it. You know, what I mean, it's like our first piece of merch we ever got, three years ago. <laughs> we is there like, any any particular like sticker company or even just merch companies in general that you really um, dig? We actually go through the same guy all the time, and he's called My Merch Guy, on oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I've heard it. Are you because that's uh sponsor technically yeah right? that's yeah, yeah we're yeah, it's on your flyer yeah yeah and uh he i mean he just gives us a little tiny discount you know what i mean mm-hmm. but uh we go through that guy for all our, all our shirts and then um we went through a different company for our hats when we had them our hats and beanies when we had them mm-hmm. and i don't i don't remember what it was called like mr good stitch or something like that actually um the band the vocalist of that band farouk from fresno mm-hmm he hooked us up with that guy. Cool. But sticker company, we, like I said, it was just some random place we saw that our friend told us about. Yeah. I have, we haven't made stickers since then, but the guys, uh, Sean from Arch and Skid Other Girls, he always sends me over like, Hey, go through this company, go through mm-hmm. this company, go through this Are company. Are they from your area or do you know? Uh, know Arsonist? I'm not exactly sh- I think they're from the Bay area. Oh, okay. Have you guys known each other a long time? Or? Um, I've known of, I've known Sean of Arsonist get all the girls for a long time um from when i was a kid mm-hmm. but then they disappeared and they got back together my friend brett and steak sauce mustache oh yeah filled in on guitar for him for for a couple tours and that's how i got reconnected with sean mm-hmm. from them but yeah i've but 
Sticker wise, I don't know. I've never really messed with the stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been getting ours through Print Runner. I think I that's actually like one that he sent me yeah, to. I like I like that company. Is that so, the are they the ones that maybe cut they'll out? sponsor this podcast if I there you go so, there you go hey, print runner. <laughs> but uh, no actually they they do really good quality and good price and because we try to get as many as we can for a good price because we give out our stickers free and put them everywhere you know and just like always try to have something free or super cheap at the table and you know our merch table and that's what we're missing this store is we don't have anything cheap uh, we. Because this is actually our last tour as Aberth Cannibal, mm-hmm. so we just—you heard it here. Yeah, you've heard it here. <laughs> you've heard it first. <laughs> uh, so we only made the three new shirts that we have on the table, and then the leftover shirts we have from previous tours. But mm-hmm. we didn't make anything small because, like I said, it's our last tour, so we yeah. were focusing on that. Um, but that's one thing we're missing. We don't have CDs. We don't have anything oh. small. No stickers. No yeah. nothing. So we have too much shit at our table. <laughs> like. You guys, you guys in filth. I've never seen merch <laughs> tables so, so much crap on there. <laughs> well, we, since we started doing all of our own screen printing, that's and what we're they kind do of in, too. Yeah, we're in control of it. We're like, let's try stuff. You know, let's mm-hmm. just see what see what happens, and if people like it, you know, cool. And it's just fun too. It's because it's we put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of work and and you know like ev- I think it's more. I don't know. It, it's fun and it's cool to do all that, but at the same time, like. It's kind of a neat feeling to be able to sell someone a shirt who, you know, comes up and says, like, hey, I really liked your band. I would like to buy a shirt. And you go, here's the shirt that we made with our own two hands See, that's, for you, that's, too. That's the next thing it's I want like to It's like another on. way to, to, to kind of connect with people, and it's cool. Yeah, that's the next thing I want to jump on is, like, how to do get more DIY into it. Like, yeah. make our own shirts, make our own this, you know what I mean? It's, an, it's, it's a fucking hassle, to be honest, to get started. It's not been easy, but... Really, we we really started it because we went on this one tour and we got a you know a couple hundred bucks or whatever together for some a shirt order or two, and we sold out of like all of our larges like immediately and we were like, shit, what do we do? Like we we at the time we we were broke. We're in a band, of course yeah, we're broke. Of course, and <laughs> and we were like we Don't can't afford to just do a whole other order. So we were like, what if we just suck it up and try to start you know doing it because then when we come home from a tour we go oh we just need larges let's go and set up you know some time and we'll get these printed and whatever and and then it just kind of spiraled from there and we just kept doing more and now we have like fucking nine colors of shirts at our table and stuff and and just always trying different things and and it's cool because like i make all the designs and then rebecca handles most of the actual hands-on printing of it and stuff so see i'm not computer savvy like I, could, I come up with a lot of the designs, but then I have to go to somebody, hey, dude, can you do this for me? And mm-hmm. then it's like, then they put their little spin on it, which is cool, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's just like, that's not what I was talking about. I only learned works. again because we were broke, because we're in a band. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, uh, I paid somebody, you know, before in the past for a design, but it was like, I just like, man, I can't do that every time. I need something. It's just, yeah, it, it builds up, yeah, really 100. quick. I absolutely do support anybody who does graphic design and, you know, and paying them and stuff. It was just for me personally, I was like, I got to try something. doesn't mean I never will again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've thought before I was like, you know, I watch other people's art and, um, follow those artists and stuff. And I want to hit them up someday and be like, Hey, you know, I would like something from you because I really like your style and whatnot. It's just as, as of the time I'm trying to kind of build my own, um, you know, build my own style and stuff too. And I think, 
I think it, I have a style. I don't know. It's usually really ugly and messy looking stuff, <laughs> but people people dig it. I think. So. Yeah, I I like your guys' shirts. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's the next thing I'm gonna jump into is like, like I said, like what you guys do, printing your own shirts. Yeah. Because like we go through the my merch guy and he like I said he hooks us up, but it's just like you said sometimes you run out of shirts on tour and you don't want to do a whole order of every shirt and then you don't have but a lot of places have minimum you can only order minimum of this amount of shirts and you don't want to order 30 larges you know what yeah. i mean that's so. the tricky part is always think about what sizes you need mm-hmm. you're because you'll be like, oh, we're only going to get uh, five smalls. Nobody wants smalls. And, and then like, that the tour, first two yeah. days, nothing but tiny, tiny, skinny people this is, want your shirts. Dude, this is like, the first tour. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm in the. I was in the south, you know, like the deep south. So, but this is the first tour we've ever has had anybody ask us for three X, four X, and we're like, we never print once. Four X. Once we started doing two and three X, we've never turned back because we realized we have to have it. There's been so many people that we've probably not you know, sold shirts to who wanted shirts that because we don't have two and three X that those are like almost the first thing to go. Really? Even, even, even people that, you know, might not look like too big in the shoulders or anything like that. Um, maybe like a small kind of frame. They always seem to want bigger shirts. Hmm. Like I know a guy who could easily wear small, medium shirts, but he always wears two X. It's just what he is, you know, or what he likes. And, and we, we carry all the way up to two X. Like yeah. We carry all the way up to two X. But like I said, this is the first tour that we've ever had anybody ask us for three or four X. And we feel bad because it's like, well, we don't carry that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. See, like that's something that interests me too is like, I just want to know what kind of shirt sizes bands sell and stuff. (laughs) Like, you know, and I know uh, I have these conversations. I want to like get more, get more insight from, from other people. We sell a lot of large and extra large. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually smalls and two X's. We only order like three or four of. Mm-hmm. but again they sell out you know yeah. what I mean so then we order more of those and then they don't sell like we have our very first shirt design is just the Albert's Cannibal logo on a black shirt mm-hmm. and all we have in that is smalls <laughs> because nobody's buying smalls anymore. discount it sell it as a back patch that's and as you tell people just be like just make a sick back patch yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah man just the it was weird to me getting asking for two three or three four X shirts just like never even seen people I mean I've been going to shows since like like I said since I was like 12 years old yeah and I've never seen people wanting to buy that big of shirts unless it's like now you're 53 <laughs> just about <laughs> just about my first hardcore show I remember that it was 1897 <laughs> my first show was uh, that was when rig time was rag time yeah <laughs> my first show was actually uh, Unwritten Law nice. at, at Jerry's Pizza nice my oh my first show was technically this really awesome band from a town of like 500 people playing in a high school gymnasium. They did three sets. They did an acoustic set, a slightly heavier rock set, and then like full-on heavy set, I guess. Hot. And uh, that was the first time I ever heard Deftones because they covered Bored and Change of the House of Flies. And then I went home and hopped on my dial-up internet and was like, I did need to find this Deftones to band. She, she had to make a phone call? <laughs> But I was like, yeah, I gotta check out this Deftones band, and that's when like my favorite. That's another band, California so. band that got pretty big too. Yeah, dude. When we played in Sacramento, all I could think of was like, Deftones came from here. This is so cool. <laughs> Deftones were here. Like, I love Deftones. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it was Unwritten Law. I mean, my very first show ever. 
I was like a kid, kid, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those like state fair type shows, mm-hmm. and it was uh oh who was it? It was some old like band from the early eighties. I can't remember who it was, but I saw them with my dad and his girlfriend. Nice. But my first show that I like wanted to go to was yeah. was that one. Yeah, my my first real show we'll say with like national acts and like a big deal was Ozfest two thousand three. Really? Yeah. That was with Corn with all five original members. Uh I've never been to an Ozfest. Oh, it was cool. It was it was cool. It was disturbed right after their second album came out. <laughs> Chevelle like just put out uh, Yeah, I love Chevelle. Uh can't remember we're getting interrupted here yeah. who cares what a concert i went to <laughs> but before we go because the show is starting so we don't want to be those guys sitting in the van uh disclaimer don't don't be don't be that guy who sits in the van during other bands yeah on tour uh before we go you just finished up a tour with filth and sleepwaker and, and depths and depths how was that and how were the shows how what's what's some highlights what's some cool things you can throw at quick um First of all, this is the first tour I've ever played where all the bands actually hung out. That's sweet. Together. We ate together. We drove together. We slept at the same Walmart parking lot together. We That's sweet. Everything together. See, I love when that happens. I love when bands are able and want to hang out. And yeah. Stuff. It just... Usually it's like, we play a show, I'll see you tomorrow, dude, and then go about our ways. You know what I mean? But this is the first show we've done all that. I mean, we went to a diner. All 18 of us went to a diner. And sat down together and ate breakfast. That's cool. It was rad. But uh, I bet the staff hated you. <laughs> oh, everywhere we went, I guarantee we walked in. They're like, great. But uh, I've been. That was like the biggest highlight. I feel like I've made the best friends with those guys. And for you know, people that don't know, Depths is from New Zealand. Oh, they're from. I yeah, didn't know that. this is their. This is their first time to America. As That's cool. De- I mean, they've all been to America. Crowd before. seemed to dig them and stuff. Too. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. They're like. That's good for them. They're like a deathcore mashuga. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, like, they're technical, but they're genty, but they're, you know, they are got the greatest, heaviest breakdowns, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, that tour was awesome. Cool. I can't wait to play with Filth again tomorrow. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I'm stoked. I have, I have yet to see Filth, and so... Um, and, dude, they're the nicest guys ever. The nicest guys. Cool. They look, the pros are from the South, they look like they'd be mean, but they're the <laughs> nicest guys ever. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, besides that, the the shows they were, um, there was kind of a couple crappy promoters, but we made the best of Aren't the shows. Aren't there always? Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, we don't talk about. Yeah, that. but there's there's we made the best of the shows. We yeah. still had a blast. And that's that's the attitude you have to have. Yeah, like, we all put you in. Can't you can't judge a tour by a bad show? Yeah. Like if you're bummed about it, you know, get your gripe out. Out back the van, you know, and then punch the van a little bit, and then, and then go inside <laughs> and be like, "Who cares? It's yeah. it's one thing, you know. Just have fun and enjoy yourself because when you're done doing this, the last thing you're gonna have is memories. Yeah. And do you really want to think of how miserable you were because two people came out to a show because a guy didn't promote? Like, who cares? Yeah. No. Like for those two people, like they're three hundred or you know, or two thousand, like, whatever. You don't know who those two people are in ten years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I played a show once for a sound person and a bartender. Oh, we did that last time we were. Uh, did the East Coast? There was like three or four shows we did nice. that. And on that show, that that sound person liked us so much, they brought us back, and we played for forty people. And I met some of my favorite people in a band because of that show. Tight. So you always have to remember that whenever you play, that it's, it's play the same way you would, no matter who it is. Exactly. 
Rather it's five people or five hundred. You always play the same. Yep. So that's a good point that we can end on for now. So again, this is uh, Hardcore on Tour Stories from the Van. We've been talking with Kevin from Albert the Cannibal. Uh, yes, sir. The artists formerly known as Albert the Cannibal, <laughs> possibly. 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 Who knows? We'll see what happens. So uh, make sure you like, subscribe, follow. I don't know. I haven't figured out a plan for this <laughs> podcast yet. By the time it is out, whatever you need to do to follow it and listen to more episodes, please do. If there is a comment section, we'll find out. Let me know who, uh, who I should talk to. If you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. Uh, this is just going to, once again, travel around the country with me, and we're going to talk in my van and get sweaty like we are right now. Yes. It is really hot in here. And uh, that's about it. So thank you very much for listening, and make sure you check out episode two. Not Star Wars, just uh, this episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>